Welcome to Cody Cast. This is Cody Allen's podcast. Did the concert and the shoot yesterday with like all the artists on that tour and then um drove back last night. Fifty five South. Or you might have brought fifty seven probably. We did fifty seven. Fifty seven to twenty four. Yeah, you did twenty four to fifty seven. And then I woke up this morning at four thirty for Dolly freaking Parton. I heard about that too. That's awesome. Incredible. So is she um, on that early in the morning? Dude, she apparently wakes up at like three thirty or something. Oh wow! And that's why she loves to do interviews first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. So she was lit by seven thirty this morning yeah. and on fire with us. Yeah, not lit in that way. She wasn't. No, I know exactly what you mean. The greatest people, usually the greatest, most astounding people in life, wake up early and hardly ever sleep. That's what she says. Early to bed, early to rise. That's what she learned early and sticks with it. That's awesome. Works man. for her. I'm not an early morning person, though. Are you? I am an early morning person. I was up this morning at 5 o'clock. Really? Mm-hmm. And what do you do first thing? Like, what, what's the routine? Oh, I'll pray. And uh, this time of year, hunt. And then uh, <laughs> kiss Kelly and just, you know, <laughs> yeah. push the kids off of me in bed. <laughs> that kind of thing. Are you, um, Justin Moore was with me, I guess, last week or something. He was telling me that he makes the lunches for the kids every morning. Uh-huh. Like, he'll make the ham sandwiches or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is that not you, though? Uh, no, it's uh, sometimes. It's I mean, I mean, Kelly and I, Kelly does it. Most just because she remembers to do those things, mm-hmm. and I I faultily as a parent forget to do those things. I mean, you right. just you know forget. I mean, but uh, but I mean a lot of times it's you know we're hitting at the same time. But you know her routine is getting up and getting coffee and doing yeah. the doing the deal and sort of an everyday deal. But um, I'm just pretty much up for whatever. I mean, she says she needs me, then I'm there. Kids end up with like beef jerky and Mountain Dew though if you pack the lunch. <laughs> no, no le- legitimately they end up with beef jerky and Mountain Dew. <laughs> Because that's what they ask me for. If I'm the one solely doing it, which is not, you know, just rare, uh, that's, I don't mind. Whatever they want is fine with me. Man, I love to open up my lunchbox when I was a kid and see zebra cakes in there. <laughs> yeah. You remember zebra cakes? Yeah, of course. Like, it's the best thing ever. <laughs> they actually put them in our, um, our little snack area. You can buy, like, drinks and stuff back here in the corner of CMT. And um, they got, like, those zebra cakes right there at the checkout. Oh, I'm, yeah. like, I'm so tempted to grab one of those every day. Yeah, I was like a Swiss roll guy growing up. Swiss honey rolls. honey buns. I was that guy. I mean, yes. I mean, that was just part of my consistent diet as a kid. And Little Debbie's oatmeal cakes weren't bad either. I eat those all the time. I eat oatmeal pies like by the gobs. I'm serious. Like and you, I, ne- and you never gain a pound. I slam those Even things. Still. I gain pounds for like a week and then it usually goes back down about 135. It's the weirdest thing. I have a super high metabolism. I eat all the time. I eat all the time. And I eat a lot of junk food too. Yeah. And, uh, and I crush the Mountain Dews, but I mean, I just, I don't know. I'm yeah. a, I'm a, it's weird. I've been the same yeah. weight for 10 years. <laughs> so are you out right now promoting, obviously, drunk girl going number one? Is that the point of your yeah, visit? So- <laughs> Yeah, basically. Outside of the fact that I want to see you, but I mean, this yeah. is crunch time, right? Yeah, we have a lot of stuff. I mean, like, so Drunk Girl has done very well for us. And then um, I've also been writing a bunch of new music for a new album in the mm-hmm. new year, which I didn't know I was doing. I just happened happened to turn it in, and the label kind of freaked out, and that's what we're doing. So I'm coming with a new single, Top of the Year, and a new record wow. later in the year, which I'm super stoked about. And soon, sooner than later, you'll find out about. But uh, uh, at, the, at the present moment, I, I also... Three years ago, I wrote a Christmas song, and because people were prodding me to do a Christmas song, and I was like, I'm just not going to record some <laughs> cover that everybody else has done at least once or mm-hmm. five times. And so I wrote my own and uh, recorded it on the end of the last album that we did, the Everybody album, mm-hmm. the Drunk Girl one. And uh, 
we released it and it's out now today and which awesome. is a which is a huge blessing because the song is really special and we shot a big video at the house and and uh it's just amazing i mean it's it's cool to see a song come to the light that you just never put too much effort behind you just you just did it because you wanted to do it and that's yeah. why i did it i just did it because my heart couldn't not let me write a Burl Ives-ish, <laughs> um, you know, Conway Twitty-esque talking Christmas song. And that's what we got. And the video is amazing to go along with it. And it's just very, very heartfelt. And the title of that is? It is Christmas. It is Christmas. Yeah. And I heard a song called, is it something about a charity event? What is that? Is that something? Check. Check? Yeah. yeah, at a charity event. Yeah, it's just interesting. You should ask that. So that goes that goes hand in hand for the new music in the new year. So Check is one of the songs that I've recorded and, and will be releasing. Um, and uh, another one is called Say About Me. I, I've, I've just, I honestly, man, I went to the drawing board over the last six months mm-hmm. and I just wrote a bunch of songs on the side of touring. Cool. And then, and in the midst of Drunk Girl. And in the middle of all that, it was just crazy. I recorded them all right there in my little... Yeah man room cigar smoking room at the house I turn them into label label freaked out everybody loves them and so we're going to move Good. on with it yeah I was hoping well I mean listen there's so many great songs off the everybody album I feel like you could release like two or three more from that album alone I feel like we could too and I appreciate you saying that I just you know here's the thing the the, the good thing about it Drunk Girl did so well for us and it went for enough amount of time to where it got global recognition yeah. and that's a different kind of song for me it's uh, you know traditionally I've had United States recognition on songs and had great success with Boat and Fix a Drink and all those things. But this one had some global appeal, mm-hmm. and it put, you know, humbly I say it, put my career on kind of a different level and into a different atmosphere, and it opened up a whole new chapter of people mm-hmm. that were that didn't know me. And uh, thankfully now they do. But I just felt in my heart like it was time already. I just wanted something new, and I wanted something new that no one else knew about yet. And so when I just sort of played it for my record label, they were – over the moon about it and that's exactly the reaction that i was hoping to get and um and so i you know they kind of brought it up they were like maybe we should move on to a new record i was like i think so and then that was just it it was boom it was that easy and so that we've already started that process well i only wish everybody's a great name for an album but wouldn't it be great if the album was called drunk girl chris jansen's drunk girl i would take that i mean i would take yeah honestly it was. I'm not going to say it wasn't thought about. Okay, right. it was totally thought about. I mean, you can't call it's it fix a, a drink. Title, yeah. You can't call it fix a drink. That would have been just weird. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it kind of would have. It would have been a, yeah. a definitely an eye opening experience. Well, I can't wait to hear the new stuff you come up with. Um, Thank you. I loved you on the CMAs opening there with uh, Luke Bryan. Yeah, which was so cool. Um, Thanks. And you bust out the harmonica, uh-huh. which seems like a tough instrument to play. Is it hard? You know, that's interesting. Um, in the beginning, it was not hard, but hard in a little in a little bit because you have to learn all the vocal exercises. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's like learning to sing. You use your lungs three times as much as if you're singing a song, and you have to learn to play and sing together yeah. and without losing your voice by the end of the show. And that is something that I had to learn to do. Now, thankfully, my lungs are very strong, and I have a, a, a good way of doing it. But Luke put that whole thing together and kind mm-hmm. of was the mastermind behind the whole performance. And initially talked to me, he's like, and I think we should have this big harmonica solo and la, 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 la. And you never know how things are actually going to play out until you get there. I mean, it could either be a real just bad experience. It can be an amazing experience. And it turned out to be an amazing experience. And it was just orchestrated very well. And he jokingly said, he said, I bet I bet you won't come out here run out here at me and jump at me and start playing the harmonica. And I said, well, <laughs> wrong thing to say to me. <laughs> so, uh, no, in, in all fun, though, that's what we did, and, and it worked out. And then, uh, you know, it's it's interesting, especially for a guy like me who writes his own music. I've always been so bizarrely funny, I'll say, about singing other people's songs. 
But that song and just just mm-hmm. being Luke, take the star aspect out of it. He has just turned out to be a great friend of mine, and he is a just a supreme human being. Mm-hmm. And so that made me proud to do it. And then secondly, what an honor just to be involved. And then thirdly, the song is really good, mm-hmm. and I I just had a very strong relationship with the song you know take everybody all the names away from it and i just loved it so you know it was a very fitting um song i thought i thought the performance went off great and by the way it was you know that's the when the most eyes are viewing the show of the whole thing so uh thankfully i'm proud you liked it and and i we had a good time so fun you also announced your tour waiting on five tour and what's the meaning behind that waiting on five is another song from the new album that's going to be coming and uh yeah you know it's interesting I, i started I, I kind of have a history of doing that. I take song titles and kind of influence them on every aspect of the game of what's going on currently. And Waiting on Five was just was just one of those things. It just sounded like a good tour name. And mm-hmm. so my wife actually kind of came up with it. She's like, we should call it Waiting on Five Tour. And, and uh, that was one of the first songs that I would written for the new album. And we were just excited about it, and that's what we did. Yeah, five days a week, wait on 5 o'clock to come on a Friday afternoon. I'm, I'm to start on 6. Right. <laughs> yep. So what's the worst job you ever had before all this? Oh, that's an interesting uh, question. I enjoy the aspect of baling hay and being on a farm. I did not actually enjoy baling the hay and tossing the hay up on the wagon. So, But I've done it a gazillion times, and... Um, you know, I, I'm, I have allergies, super, real bad allergies, and at a young age, I was, you know, my first job was on a farm, and I just remember hating that to a, to the core. And anybody out there who has ever slung a hay bale knows exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but you know, that's just all part of it. I, I gotta tell you the truth, though, I've never really had a bad experience in life. I mean, I I just figure waking up is such a blessing, and I've always thought that since I was a kid. And uh, you know, I just see so much hurt in the world, and I see so many people who are down all the time and they, they have a hard time getting back up and we as a society have have such a bad habit of just kicking people while they're down and mm-hmm. i i just don't believe in that i always i always just felt so blessed and i want other people to feel blessed too so any job that you have is a blessing mm-hmm. not everybody gets to have a job thankfully i've always been able to be self-sufficient and support myself by the grace of god and uh with music uh you know some days some days it's not exactly like you want it but 99.9 percent of the time it is and uh, I've, I've always been a pretty blessed guy. I, I, I've enjoyed everything I've ever done. That's why I did it. The blessings keep coming, too. In 2019, you're going to be a tour with, uh, or actually be on a tour date with uh, George Strait in Atlanta. He's announced he's <laughs> yeah. going to do a show there, which is, like, crazy. because It is crazy. He's retired. He went, did some things in Vegas. But uh, he really has not played a show outside of that yeah. for a few years. So you get to be part of that King George return. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, have you met uh, him before? Yeah, I have met him before. In fact, um, I met him at, at, the, uh, at the honor show for the ACM's. Uh, last year when they had me perform at it and it was it was cool i walked up for the artist picture mm-hmm. backstage and um i was i they, they had me proportioned right between he and alan jackson <laughs> and uh, it was it was interesting uh conversation <laughs> happening and i walked up and and george i was i was gonna say it's so nice to meet you and he was like chris how you doing i was like oh my god i can't <laughs> believe you know my name and i don't i'm like that guy who does not get starstruck and doesn't really care who anyone is frankly but i love george Strait. i just think he's such the epitome of class and sophistication yeah. and like i think what i think secretly or maybe not even secretly what every country artist <laughs> male wants to be or ever wanted to be i mean i grew up a pure country kid so i wanted to be that and uh, i grew up loving his music and wanting to write songs like dean Dillon. and um you know i just 
I'm just so thankful that he's having me on that show. And uh, it's going to be an, an, an unbelievable night. And, I, you know, it, someone asked me a while, like six months ago, they said, this is way before yeah. the, the offer came in. They said, would you ever want to do some George Strait dates? And I was like, yeah. I don't know because I'm such a fan. <laughs> I almost just want to be the guy in the audience. But now I'm doing the show, and of course I want to do it. Right. But uh, now I'm going to be the guy performing as well and yeah. going to be in the audience because, <laughs> look, I don't ever stay around for concerts. And I'm staying until, like. I'm staying until they sweep the popcorn. That's awesome. Yeah. You have a favorite George Strait song? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I gotta go now, baby. If I hurry, I can still make Cheyenne. Yeah. And I met the songwriter of that song the other night, and uh, it was the BMI Awards. And this this guy reaches out and grabs my arm, and he says, hey, I'm a fan of what you're doing. Mm. Great job with Drunk Girl. And I don't think he expected me to recognize who he was and it was like an almost just a bow down moment for me because it's so humbling to hear the songwriting community um especially from the regime of which i really respect i respect all songwriters but certainly from that era the aaron barkers of the world the bobby braddocks of the world all these guys who i looked up to dean dylan um you know and i've had the opportunity to, to write with them and 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 collaborate with them uh it was just a great moment for me and he sure ain't no radio man. <laughs> I always change that part every time. Dude, I change those words all the time for me too. But, you know, it's interesting. I, I think that when you come from where I come from, I mean, you, you know, the the essence of cowboy is yeah. just so cool and Same. I I have a I have a collection a mad collection of cowboy hats and of course I just I'm I wear cowboy boots all the time and stuff, but you know, I grew up around horses and farm life and that kind of thing so i'm no stranger to it but i i do i will say there's a part of me that envies the real cowboy life i think it's really cool my brother-in-law's a, chad is a cowboy and and um there's just, it's an interesting breed of people yeah. man they they just they're very strong and 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 generally you know good americans and i i just i just have such a respect for it right on uh your family's beautiful so Thanks. christmas time's here Yours too. um and so what do you think? Christmas, uh, what's your favorite like tradition? What's the thing you always do in your house? Man, I love having people over to the house that are, that are family. You know, as a man, I w- did wish for the day to where I could have my own place where everyone could come and it wasn't just cramped and miserable, you know? And so now you got that. Thankfully we have a big Check. enough space. Check. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we have a big enough space to where people can come and stay with us. And that's what we do. Mm-hmm. And that's my favorite part. I really love, I just really love having everybody in one household. Uh, you said you eat a lot of food, yeah. so you must have a favorite holiday meal. I do. Okay. Deep fried turkeys kind of go from okay. Thanksgiving all the way into Christmas, and I got this place that I get them at, uh, <laughs> and this nice family that cooks them, and, and I just buy them straight from them because they do it better than I could do it. And uh, <laughs> and so we just get I get those starting this week all the way into nice. like the, you know, the new year. And favorite movie? My favorite movie? Favorite Christmas movie. Oh, favorite Christmas movie. Oh, that's easy. Christmas Vacation. Uh, but I have several. I mean, I love Love Actually. My wife and I watched that when we were dating over and over and over again. And and um, yeah. But I, I my favorite movie of all time is The Notebook. Really? Yeah. Such a romantic. Yeah, I, man. I just I don't know. I just like those kind of movies. I mean, I'm also a Lonesome Dove fan. But you know, who's counting? That's right. But that comes in parts. How long was Lonesome Dove? It's I, like. I don't even know, but I will tell you that the original Lonesome Dove is amazing. It is good. And if you know, if I could come back as anybody, it would probably be Gus. Larry McMurtry? Is he the guy who wrote that? I think he did. I I believe so, actually. Did you read the books or you saw the movies? I saw the movies. Yeah. The books were also just as good. Yeah. Uh, Looking forward to 2019. So um, what's the one thing you want to eliminate from your life and the one thing you'd like to get better at? Oh, man. You know, I would would like to get better at just... 
just laying back and taking a little more easier. Um, and I don't mean slowing down in any way, shape, or form, but, you know, I think as humans, we all t- tend to worry about the things we can't control. And uh, I just, I'd like to get better about that. I mean, I'm always trying to get better about that. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm thankful for the peace that I have in my heart. But uh, what was the other part of that question? <laughs> I was going to ask you what thing you'd like to eliminate from your life. It sounds like some of the busyness you'd like to get yeah, rid of. Yeah, right? not even the busyness, just the, just the worry. I mean, of just right. everyday little stuff. Just con- just forget about the little things. Is it hard for you focus to like on the big hand things. that over to someone? Because I feel like... That's from, why Kelly and I work together. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because we don't hand anything over to anybody. Really? Yeah, we're so hands-on-y. I mean, we're just... Is that even? I don't know if there's a word. We're so hands-on. <laughs> we just are. We we are. We can't help it. No matter no matter with management, publicity, anybody at the record label, it all does start and end with us. Yeah. At the end of the day, and um, I have found though, and I feel the same way about a lot of things that I do, but I have found sometimes just releasing that does allow that peace to come in that you're talking yes, about. Yes. Thankfully, that. we have a good team yeah. at this point in my life. I mean, seriously, and trust me, it has taken a moment to get the right team assembled because you know. To no one's discredit, you just have to find the right people to work with no matter what. And thankfully, we do. And so we're able to delegate. But at the end of the day, again, it comes back to our house and begins with us, and it will end with us. And so uh, you want to make always the right decisions, and you want to be at peace about it. I can tell you we're very much at peace. There's not really anything I would like to eliminate out of my life, honestly. (laughs) And there's nothing really that I'm needing. You know, at this point in my life, we've had so much success and so many blessings put forth our way that— it's, it would almost be selfish to say because we, we have everything that we've ever could imagine needing and we have no wants. And that is, that is something to be said for that. I'm so thankful. Are you back on the do? Always. Okay. Was there a period you didn't drink it though? Yeah, like, nine months like... I went sober. Okay. And uh, <laughs> on the 10th month I was just like, you know what? I missed the taste. So I drank right. 17 in a row and got right back on the wagon. Uh, and do you drink? <laughs> you drink some alcohol here and there. Um, I do every now and again, like probably twice or three times a year. Really? Is that infrequent, huh? Yeah, yeah, that very infrequent. I, I'm just not, I, you know, when I got married with Kelly, I became a stepdad to two great bonus kids. And I, you know, not to say there's anything wrong with drinking. There's not. I just happen to do things in life a little more to excess than most. And I just know, I just know me and I don't, I didn't want to be that guy. So I just cut that part of my life out. And I've probably, I can count probably less than 15 times that I've had a drink in the last 10 years. Mm. And it's been very minimal. The yeah. last time I did, I was, and I'm always with my wife, by the way, <laughs> never do I drink. And I encourage people out there listening, never drink when you're away from your spouse. It just, it's just not, you're just setting yourself up for failure. So, um, you know, the last time I drank, I was around <laughs> and I had to like, like, like six too many martinis, I think. And, uh, and <laughs> I remember it was not a good night. <laughs> well, Mountain Dew's enough of a high anyway. So. Oh yeah, man. You know what? I'm high on life. Honestly, I'm a Christian. <laughs> I, I, I have no fears. I have, honestly, I wake up in the morning and no man can defeat me. And I, I just, I'm just so thankful to, to be here really to, I'm the most I, I feel at least I'm the guy that the odds have always been stacked against me. And and so anytime that I wake up, I feel like oh, I just won. And anytime that anything good happens in my career, it's a definite win. And you know what? It seems when I when I made a choice to live that way, when I became a father and a husband um, 10 years ago, mm. it, my life got a lot better and it got a lot funner. And my music came together and I, my success started happening and it happened naturally. So I'm just so grateful. I mean, you, you, you will meet a lot of grateful people. You will, I would be hard-pressed to say I will be one of the most grateful people you'll ever meet and express it very vividly. Right on. That's what we love you, Chris. Thanks for coming by, man. I love you, too. Thank you, brother. Chris.
This has been Cody Cast. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen anytime on the iHeartRadio app. Cody is heard on hundreds of radio stations across America and seen on CMT Hot 20 Countdown every weekend. For more, go to cmtcody.com.